Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. there's adventure round adventure bay cammy and james his pup will come and save the day uh hello welcome back to the cbb's go home podcast um i am cammy and joining me on this episode of our lockdown tapes it is the chica letter to my mare good way it's james chica letter that's um it's, it's harkening back to the previous episode oh yes yeah. That sounds like a, a, a cam girl, but um, maybe. <laughs> um, we we we're taking a bit of a departure from CBB's programs uh, because blessing they're doing the Lord's work at the minute in looking after all of our children. Um, so we're turning our attention to some other children's TV programs. Um, we did Peppa Pig in the last episode. This episode, it's it's Paw Patrol. Um, which James is fairly new to, but I've been subjected to for at least the last three years on a loop. Um, and we'll try and make some sense of the, the very odd world that it inhabits. Before we do that, though, as always, we've got our CBB's uh, pitches for, for new ideas for TV programmes. Um, my one this week is called Surprise! Exclamation mark Toddler! Exclamation mark. And this is where um, whoever runs the CBB social media account, who I'm assuming is some sort of person in their 20s without children who lives the life of a 20-something kind of carefree life, goes into work, lives hard, plays hard, gets blasted at the weekend, but then has time to schedule tweets that come out at half past five in the morning going, isn't it terrible being up at this time in the morning? when they're obviously mm-hmm. fast asleep in bed. Well, what what we do to them is we somehow put a toddler in their house overnight <laughs> without them realising, and then at half five in the morning, that toddler then approaches them in bed and just starts screaming in their face and demanding to watch telly and demanding food for at least three hours. And then we, we arrive at, like, what, nine o'clock mm. and just kind of point at them and laugh. You see, up until the bit about um, them starting to scream in their face, you really could have taken uh, the same premise and replaced the toddler with a snake. Well, yeah, well, it's the same thing, which is like, here, here's, right. here's a problem to deal with at half five in the morning. 
Yeah. Think fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the kind of features of this lockdown for me, I don't know if it's been the same for you, is that I, I found myself kind of through various kind of Zoom meetings and of like speaking to old friends or kind of doing pub quizzes or online poker with friends and just daft stuff is it just inadvertently been staying up later and later and accidentally drinking more on unsuitable nights and so therefore the half five wake was like oh i don't have to go to work but oh god yeah there is that is that kind of like occasionally say once every month or so you'll do the saturday night thing where you overindulge and you kind of forget about the kids until it's half five in the morning and then one of you has to drag yourself out of bed and deal with it mm. but it's more so no, it's kind of like every second day at the moment I just keep thinking about how how this lockdown would have been probably like probably would have been fine without a child yeah I can kind of wonder of the things I would have achieved and it really annoys me. I don't me. think I wouldn't have I, achieved anything. Well, I don't know if I've achieved anything, but it annoys me when I'm on these Skype meetings and you do the, oh, how's everyone getting on? And the people without children are like, oh, I'm not really doing anything. I mm. said, well, like, on the one hand, fair play. On the other hand, well, it's just, you've got admittedly limited possibilities because you haven't to be in your house and only walk like 10 minutes from your front door and go to the shops for stuff. But, oh, God, you know. Just play. You've pretty much got permission from the government to play championship manager mm. for, for days on end. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I similarly am not achieving anything, but that's for very different reasons. <laughs> I think the other thing is it's the um, it's relentless advice. And oh, haven't you tried this with your kids? There was one the government sent out tonight. And it was from the, the the legitimate Gov UK Twitter account that said, mm. "Have you tried baking with your kids?" And I thought, well, there's a tweet sent by somebody who doesn't either doesn't have children has never tried baking with their kids. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I I did it today for my wife's birthday tomorrow. As we record this, we baked a cake today. It was two hours of living hell. Basically saying, don't put that in your mouth. Oh, you put it in your mouth. I have to wash that spoon again. No, you can't lick it now. It's got eggs in. Oh, you've eaten half the mixture, right? Don't touch the hot thing. Yep, don't touch the hot thing. Stop fighting with spoons. They're not swords. Oh God, it's everywhere. Why is it everywhere? Everybody just stand yeah. still while I clean this up. No, it's in the carpet now. That's that's it. So it's it's the it, the whole premise of surprise toddlers. We find someone without a child that runs mm. social media accounts giving advice to parents and then force them. To show them what it's really like. I think that's fair, and also perhaps even just a, a variation of that is surprise toddler. Is that just a random member of the public gets thrown a toddler? Yeah, ah, surprise, surprise toddler. toddler. Yeah, yeah. Cool. What was your pitch for this week? Mine and. Uh, this is perhaps topically inspired, and, and may well. Well, it'll either age wonderfully or age terribly. But we'll, we'll wait and see. Mine is called, my uh, program is called the Little Dictator. Um, <laughs> basically, um, a a kind of four year old takes over North Korea. 
Why is that by is that by like by accident or by accident of birth? Accident of birth, um, and they and therefore everyone has to obey the uh, toddler's um, every whim and hilarity ensues. Uh, he does as most toddlers do. He starts to um, slowly kind of liberalise and bring in a kind of pseudo market style economy like uh, China. But so sort of, uh, strong uh, state controls. But that that's the long game, uh, ultimately. Um, so he's obviously kind of very sweet, uh, but ultimately he is still loyal to the party and uh, hates the decadent South Koreans. Is it like are we? Is it kind of like the baby in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Similar, only more Korean. <laughs> <laughs> that famously Korean animated baby in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah, yeah, pretty much. So kind of he's a sweetness and light in front of the cameras, all sweetness and light and waving and going to theme parks, a bit like the current possibly dead leader of uh, North Korea, but behind the scenes, yeah. brutal dictator. Yeah, yeah. Every episode will end with a hilarious everyone together kind of laughing as... Um, one of his um, kind of aides is executed in a brutal, brutal way. Because he didn't change his nappy or something like that. Yeah, and they all stand around and they all have a kind of, uh, a bit like the end of an episode of Peppa Pig when they're all splashing around in, in mud. <laughs> and then there's like some poor guys being, you know, fed to dogs or something. Yeah, but nobody ever, I just like the idea that nobody would ever think it's a four-year-old, we could easily overpower him. Yeah. Oh, well, no, he's divinely picked by... Uh, well, it's because of personality cult, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, that's, so that, that, that's something to look forward to. I appreciate CBeebies. may find that a bit kind of near to the novel, so maybe it has to go on, I don't know, Channel 5 or something. No, possibly. Or the other option is that you, you just put, a, an, like we said, horse pop, put an animal in the role. Uh, a tri- an animal child. Animal <laughs> child. Yeah. I don't think it works as, in the same way. A duckling yeah. dictator. Well, maybe the duck cardinal. <laughs> Very true, yeah. There's something in that. Yeah. Well, they, they, you know, you've got to have a wider cinematic universe. Yeah, you've got to build it. That might, they, but maybe maybe that could do the child, child dictator and... Um, Horse pulp could exist in the same universe. Mm-hmm. See now, I know you've come up with a theme tune, but I was all that instantly came into my head there was um, horse pulp to the tune of uh, Wayne's World. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's party time. It's excellent. One of you, horse pulp, horse pulp, mass time, excellent. <laughs> Ear time, excellent. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, if you've got any suggestions for CBeebies programs that you want to pitch, not genuine ones, you know, write to CBeebies for that. We can, we've got no influence there. Although we are now friends with Dodge, the CBeebies Dodge. Yeah. He tweeted us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he assured us. Well, he assured us that he was um, very much at home, which I think is him protesting too much. Yeah, <laughs> true. Um, that's been that's been weird watching all the presenters at their home. Yeah, so some appear to be better set up for uh, 
Cameron than others. Uh, what's his name? What's the oddly lacking in charisma one? Ben. Ben. So I knew straight one. away who you meant. Yeah, yeah. oddly lacking in charisma. It's the man who's um, accidentally got a job presenting children's TV despite having never spoken to a child in his life. Yeah, and he appears to be spending most of his kind of lockdown links that he's doing pretending to do sports in his backyard. Well, I think his the the whole thing with Ben is, I mean, he's already done some cricket, I understand, but I think that's a man who thought, how do I get to be on football focus? What's the gateway? Yeah. What's the gateway to get on football focus here? It's CBBS. You start on the bottom floor and work your way up. Well, you see, there was yeah, the fella who was uh, a Blue Peter presenter who went Simon the Thomas. Simon Thomas, that's the one. Yeah. Yes, tragic Simon Thomas. And um, yeah, so maybe that's it. Jake, um, Jake, didn't Jake Humphrey start on Newsround? Something like that. He was on one of the Saturday morning programs as well. Yeah. So there you go. That's that's the way in. You just have to kind of, you just have to, you know, phone it in on CBBS for about five years, and then eventually, you know, sort of maybe a couple of stints on the one show sofa. Jobs mm. are good. In. No, I don't think one show sofa. I think that's probably quite kind of maybe one show roving reporter, like oh, Giles, yeah, Brand- Giles Brand with some holiday. You know? Occasional, occasional kind of summer appearance on Country Fell during the quieter periods. Yeah, um, but again, that seems like that seems like a kind of quite a, a, an aspirational thing. But maybe maybe you have to go out to like regional news, you know, look northwest, <laughs> regional radio, and then come back once you've learned yeah. the trade. Well, maybe become you know you, you get brought in as a big money signing in uh, regional radio, you know, uh, best player in League Two kind of situation, and. Uh, Work your way up that way. Yeah. So, but he is he, he is an odd kind of charisma vacuum. I often look at that the, that kind of current uh, group of CBBC kind of link people and think their Christmas night out must be quite kind of fraught. There's a really good. Is it? It's um. Oh, who's the name of the comedian now? Ian Sterling. Oh, yes. I think he did a rehearsal to a Richard Herring podcast where he talked about the CBB's Night Out, which was quite revealing. Oh. Sid Sloan apparently is quite the character from Let's Let's Play. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, but I think they're all just as you would expect them to be. I don't really feel like any of them like each other right now. No. No, that's what it is. But the, we've all been on kind of uh, work nights out where there's a kind of there's a kind of sense that you you have to have this Christmas night out rather than wanting to have this Christmas night out. Um, yeah, I just I kind of maybe there was just maybe at the root of it there was some ill-advised liaison that they're all kind of still secretly furious on different levels about. I would imagine that that would happen a lot. We've no evidence for this, I should say, from a legal standpoint, but I would imagine that would happen. Um, yeah, all of them, just constantly. Yeah. Well, there's not much to do. They all live in that house together. It's bound to happen. Yeah. And that dog's a randy bugger, so... <laughs> Evidently. Um, mm. So uh, we'll probably best leave that there before we get uh, sued or something. 
Um, we've all we've all been there and imagined the behind what goes on behind the camera, though. Well, it's, it's either that concentrate on what they're saying. Well, true. Um, we're looking at Paw Patrol then, which is uh, it's a Canadian apparently, although they've they've redubbed it with British voices. Mm. Um, about uh, a young boy and his dogs mm. who essentially the way you describe it run the emergency services and municipal services of, of the town of Adventure Bay yes where which has a very small population because mm-hmm. they don't, you never see anybody else walking around and particularly in the episodes we've watched I think there's a couple of random people that pop up mm. the only real inhabitants are the this boy and his dogs who run the municipal services and emergency services, the mayor of the town and her chicken. Yes. There is Captain Turbot, who I don't think turns up in these episodes, but you so you may not have come across him, who who is a local sort of... He looks like an accountant that's had some sort of mental breakdown and decided to become a sea captain. Right. To describe him. There's two, they're in land, though, aren't they? No, they're not. They're in Adventure Bay. Oh, right. Okay, there's little, little evidence of... Water frolics in these ones. Well, there was because there's a cow. There's a cow in the boat in the bay. Oh, of course, the cow in the boat. Yes, a cow in the boat uh, in the bay. No, no way. Yeah. Um. There is. There are two farmers. Yes. Which will come on to Farmer Alan, Farmer Yumi, and that's it. That's that. That's the inhabitants of and a small boy called Alex and his granddad. Yeah. It's very little need for a mayor. Is my first thought. Well, there's very little need for. a I mean, you can understand why in that situation with such a small population that you, it would be okay for dogs to run the emergency and municipal services because mm. there'd be no urgency. Yeah. But it also seems I mean, hugely irresponsible. I mean, what's happened that to in this world that that's they've ended up like this? You see, I didn't see them as being kind of. The, the emergency services necessarily that I, I presumed there was maybe like a higher force of emergency services and these were more like the kind of almost like the village people of dogs right <laughs> but each, each just had a different kind of character and role um, but yeah I, I do want to kind of you, uh, if some of this that the, you mentioned already I, I, I do want to kind of uh, exploring one is the absolutely horrific animation style yeah which does kind of smack to me of like they've got a vague template and this was like really the very much the cheapest way of putting it together yes um and so it's a really joyless kind of it's just there's nothing in the town that all the buildings in the town are exactly the same. Mm. They're just generic. I mean, it's Canadian, so that you know it's based on Canadian architecture. But all just flat roofed generic boxes. Yeah. And there's a town hall, and that's it. It's not. Yeah, like so there's no, there's no. It's pretty featureless, apart from the odd tree here and there. Yeah. And the other thing that kind of concerned me is. Why have they felt the need to redub it? Well, this is the thing. that they, they must have... I don't... Because we've accidentally had the American version on 
in the car because if you select the wrong region code, you get the American version. I don't know why when there are plenty of other cartoons where they just go with the American voice, why they mm-hmm. bothered to put British voices on it. Because it doesn't, because it doesn't work, doesn't it? Because it, it it doesn't look like a British farm. No, it's not a British farm. It's not British vegetables. It's not even a British. There's no town in Britain that's laid out like that. So, in the first one of the episodes that we're looking at, where the what's the name of the farmer? Uh, it's Farmer Allen, the first one, which is Pop Saver Hoedown. Yes. So in that one, he looks like an almost. Uh, stereotypical kind of redneck type figure and therefore would be kind of would fit in with the American accent but as soon as you give them all kind of British accents and British voices rather than a redneck he, he looks like a hipster yes so therefore, so therefore this cow disaster has taken place because he should be like serving artisanal coffee somewhere and instead he's been inadvertently put in charge of some cows um and and therefore you have little real sympathy for him. No, he's like, yeah, he doesn't really. He's kind of. It's not really quite. A, yeah, it's not quite a proper um, farmer's accent, is it? And like no. so he look, and he doesn't look like a British farmer. He looks fairly inept as a farmer. Mm. So he doesn't make sense. I mean, it doesn't really make sense why you would have two. It's like they've they've decided they decided to have two farmer characters. Hmm. Regretted it because in a later episode they get married, and end up running the same farm. Yeah, yeah, there's a later episode where Farmer Al and Farmer Yumi get married. Presumably because they're wife we've got two farmers. This is this is a massive headache when we're writing up. Hmm. We, then we've got to make a decision about whether it's Farmer Al or Farmer Yumi that they're going to. I think essentially Farmer Yumi has, um, the vegetables. And the fruit and farmer all has the animals, but then Farmer Yumi also has a cow called Bettina. And Chickaletta yeah. occasionally lives on Farmer Yumi's farm as well. Yeah. Inexplicably. Doesn't make any sense. There's no internal logic to it. I think that's the, that's the thing. There's no they've created this world without thinking about the mechanics of it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Yeah, so, so the, the crucial flaw of why it doesn't work is that if these dogs can drive, mm-hmm. why do they then return to walking on all fours and being dogs when they could, if they've got the skill to drive emergency vehicles, go and, off and, and rescue people, like climb ladders yeah. and stuff? Yeah. Why aren't they doing more? being more generally productive within society. Yeah. And why is it on again, it's a bit like the Peppa Pig question we had last week or the last episode. What why the dogs in this world? Because it's only the dogs. Other animals are completely unaffected by it. Yes, other animals are animals. Yeah. Apart from the dogs. And the dogs seem to because I, I didn't really there were two other episodes I thought about suggesting. One was um, the new pup, and the other one they do a backstory where Rubble comes to stay as a puppy. And mm. and and in the new pup, it's Everest who is the husky and the snow dog, and she already has a bubble hat, a knitted bubble hat, and she lives in her own little igloo, so she's knitted that hat for herself. And Rubble turns up with a coat. So somewhere there are like dog tailors and dog shops selling stuff to dogs and the dogs have money presumably to buy the stuff unless they're rather grimly turning tricks well that's well they, they may well be yeah because Ryder doesn't we don't know where Ryder's parents are in all of this either yeah because he's you know where's he got this money to build a rescue tower and five vehicles for his dogs to run and also so essentially a a telecommunications network in the town where anybody can call them for help at any moment's notice because they've all got apps on their phone where they press a button and they, and, and they instantly call them. Yeah. Um, and perhaps, perhaps kind of, you know, it, it seems like nitpicking, but it must be tough to get insurance on a vehicle driven primarily by a dog for work. For what? Well, not just work, but fairly high risk work as well. Yeah, it's like I want. Can you imagine the phone call? I'm after some insurance for 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 my for a work van. What's the work van do? Or oh, it's a fire truck, actually. All right, well that's going to cost you a bit because there's an inherent risk there. Who's going to be driving it? A dog. Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Are you there? Sure. Maybe the specialist dog car insurance. Possibly a bit like when Iggy Pop advertised um, car insurance, and then it turned out he couldn't actually get car insurance because he was a celebrity. And so they had to then make it car insurance for celebrities. I can't remember what the name of the company was. Yes, and he had the terrifying Iggy Pop doll version of himself. Yeah, I think the insinuate the way they got round it was the insinuation was that they were insuring a puppet to drive a car. Yeah, well, that, that seems perfectly reasonable. It's as reasonable as dogs. I think in Paw Patrol, there's an absent father figure who's put this in place. And there's an underlying mm. mystery here about where the father has gone. And it's a yes. very long, drawn-out story. And at some point, at the end of Paw Patrol, that we will a bit like 
we started what we tried to start watching Monk on Amazon Prime the other day, but like that, they dragged the story of what happened to his wife out over five series, mm. and very similar in in Paw Patrol. I'd like to actually see them make a really dark live action version of it. Do you remember the the film version they made of Popeye? Yes, with Robin Williams. With Robin Williams, I'd like to see a Paw Patrol kind of take where they actually build a set of Adventure Bay, but it's a really dark one, and and Ryder's missing family are, are kind of like in the background rubbish. So, so it's, it's rather like Batman. Yeah. And the yeah. dogs talk, but they're actual dogs. <laughs> well, maybe the dogs don't talk. I mean, he is them. In terms of the dogs, though, we've got... Um, the, the most worrying of all the dogs for me is um, Chase, who's clearly right, very right-wing police dog, very kind of uh, hierarchical call. The only one to refer him as Ryder, sir. Yeah. The rest just call him Ryder. They, you know, they're kind of on the level, but it really seems to, Chase seems to be indoctrinated in some yeah. way. Yeah. Ideas of a visitation. Possibly. Which a bit is, like assistant, assistant very much an assistant to the manager kind of dog. <laughs> Yeah, certainly. Like, yeah, you can have ideas about your station if you're a dog driving a police a police car and ordering mm-hmm. people about. Because essentially, the first episode we looked at in Pup Save a Hoedown, there's going to be a hoedown, obviously. Um, mm. And farmer asks cows get loose, and the pups then have to round them up. That's the premise of the story. But Chase then drives around shouting at local people to get out of the way. Now, if a dog pulled up to me in a police car and told me to start doing certain things. I'm not going to pay any attention. I'd be interested to see a talking dog. I mean, that that's ultimately... Well, that, I mean, yeah, that's true. How do... are you driving that? You're a dog. Yeah. Um, they ra- and and that, that's a premise story. Like you said, there's not much to it. They round up the, the cows. A cow ends up in a boat in the bay. Yeah, there's a bit of fun with that for about thirty seconds of people seeing a cow on the boat in the bay. Yeah, they rescue the cows. That's it. I mean, that is ultimately it. Uh, there is um, minimal peril. No, but who's uh, funding it? Is it the taxpayers? Big dog. True. It's not big dog. <laughs> um, yeah, just the uh, who's the, who's the biggest dog in the West? Is it okay? You think it's Clifford the Big Red Dog? No, there's maybe another dog. Who are the other? Who are the other dog? Google, Google. Who are the other big dogs? Who are the other big dogs? There was, uh, there's definitely Clifford the Big Red Dog. Canine. Um, Canine wasn't a big. Hooch was fairly big, but he wasn't a really big dog. Um, I'm talking big in terms of financial heft, you know. Oh, you mean like oh, there's um, Digby the biggest dog, which is which is um, the title character from a British fantasy adventure comedy film released in 1973, starring Jim Dale. Yeah, I think I'm thinking of Digby. Yeah, that's who. That's his funding all. Well, he was classic Shakespearean actor Digby, probably British stock. Yeah. Um, no, I think, yeah. Uh, the sinister cabal of dogs. Yeah, 
the next episode, the other episode we looked at was the, and again, it's you know, there's not really much to say about it. A cat gets essentially gets stuck on a roof. Yeah. And rather than just deploy the fire truck, he deploys about three dogs, which makes me think he's on the clock. You see. My big, my big kind of concern when I watched this episode was the amount of time it takes them to call up some dogs. <laughs> And for, the, for, the, for the dogs to then have a discussion about what what's going to be their best kind of line of approach to save a cat, that's 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 not effective, is it? No, it's not. every episode they have to go like the reverse bat pole where they go up in the, yes. the, the the kind of like lift and change into their uniforms, and then report for yeah. duty, then get told what the mission is. Maybe they, I haven't thought about that. Whether they they are yeah, they're on the they're on the clock, and the more dogs involved, the more money it takes. You know? Well, I think so, and you know, and hours as well. Like you get charged from the moment you make the call. So of course, Ryder would build in some extra time of like, well, we all have to. Part of the process is everyone has to gather, regardless of whether you need yeah. it or not. You have to report to the yeah. tower. Then I'm going to tell you what your mission brief is. Yeah. And from a leadership point of view, it's pretty poor because he just tells them exactly what to do. He gives them no kind of scope for thinking on their feet at all within any of this. It's always like, you're going to go and you're going to do this. And whenever they over, they come across a problem, they have to ring him to find out what to do in, next. In his defence, in his defence, they are dogs. That is true. There's an entire episode where he gets lost, though, when it comes back to bite them on the arse because they haven't got the first clue what to do. Yeah, and I he's suppose lost an entire episode up a cliff. Yeah, you you pay you pay with low standard meat. You get dogs. That's the well, that's goes. it. I mean, I suppose he could, but maybe he had the option to actually recruit people. But you know, what does it cost to employ a dog? I mean, his margins are going to be pretty good, aren't they? He's on the clock. Are you are you saying this is all just a parable about like human resources? Yeah, essentially. What he's got the cheapest yeah. labour dogs. I mean, what does he have to pay them in dog dogs. food? Yeah, uh, dog food, English lessons, um, that that's kind it. of thing. That's it. Let them drive. You drive. They, they, you need smaller vehicles for them to drive. Yeah, because they fit in. And the puppies, God knows what happens to them when they get too big. Mm. Probably, on chase, kind of... probably on chase three by now. Impossibly, there is a kind of sense in all of this that it is rather akin to uh, the the kind of. The government's approach to coronavirus, whereby <laughs> the, the, there is a kind of imminent danger to the cat in all of this, but there are just a series of meetings and some waiting around, and uh, eventually a lisping child comes up with the solution. Yeah, and says, so "Shouldn't we rescue that cat now?" <laughs> yeah, basically. So he, you know, he, he's the British public. The ending of this with with said lisping child, where they rather dismissively. Um, say he can basically be an honorary dog. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, and call himself Alex Patrol, which is is not, you know, as ultimately, oh, well, implied that he gets to be kind of a, a kind of half dog. Yeah, I think the thing is he's made an honorary dog because if he was made a proper fool dog, then he'd have to pay, he'd have to get paid. He'd need a contract. Oh, he's a temp. Yeah, an intern. Oh, no, no, he's an intern. He's an unpaid, intern, intern. He's on an unpaid internship. Yeah. Or even, or even he's, it's kind of like a franchise, like a pyramid franchise scam, 
Well, it's like right, you're not, mm. you're not, you you can have your own Alex Patrol, yeah, and you can operate under the Paw Patrol banner, but you have to yeah. pay us in order to use our for the rights to do so, and it's pay like us and pay us fifty percent of any money that you make rescuing people from, from your own, from your own dogs. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit like when you see a subway um, inside of a post office, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. There isn't a whole episode where he has a mini patrol and essentially it's him and all the secondary animal characters that can't talk. I thought you were going to say the secondary dogs. <laughs> secondary dogs. There are other dogs. I mean, they're, they're, geographically, none of Paw Patrol makes sense because they, they... I mean, they are in Canada, but at one point mm. where they get Everest, who's the husky dog, they drive to... Um, they drive to the Arctic... But there are penguins there, mm. and the penguins live in the Antarctic. So they've they've oh, yeah. they've driven from Canada all the way down to Argentina, and then somehow driven onto the ice in this giant bus. Well, maybe that's penguins are more fun than polar bears. I would have thought in an animated context. No, I think there are polar bears there as well. Like so they're not there's no there's no consistency to the world that they've built. Right. It probably annoys me more than anything with, with Paw Patrol. <laughs> that and dogs driving. That that and dog and also dogs be every time they meet a new dog it has to become a member of the Paw Patrol and then it's put to work. Yeah. That's capitalism for you. They get given a pup tag and then they can be called on at any time. There's like con- I suppose like con- I suppose like contractors. That's that's essentially what Ryder has is a series of contractors. Dog contractors, very few uh, con- actual kind of full salaried staff. Doesn't have to pay sick pay. Yeah, what a prick. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the upside of all this. Basically, what we've learned outside the world of CBBS is there's a lot of kind of Mike Ashley style um, employments. Kind of processes going on here. Yeah, I mean, the worst thing that happens at CBBS is there's some people operating some unlicensed childcare facilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But outside of that, outside of CBBS, there's a hell of a lot worse things going on, which is again parable for the world. Well, maybe that's about right. You know, kind of the baby. The BBC is this kind of um, kind of soft left kind of homely place where we can all kind of feel safe and that outside in the big bad world it's all zero hour dogs yeah essentially yeah that's it mm. so that everyone is Boris Johnson's Britain that's we're, it. all, we're all Paw Patrol we're all redubbed zero hour dogs yeah um, here's the tw- this is uh, Metro's 23 questions um, all parents who have overdosed on Paw Patrol want answered I think with some of those we've we've maybe answered. Why is Ryder a boy, surely no older than thirteen, holding down a full time job with huge responsibilities? Um, I think essentially he's, he's a chat. He's one of those chat. You know those people, those kids you see that set up their own companies, like millionaires by the time they're fifteen. Yes, he's one of those. He saw a gap in the market, went for it. Yeah, that's where everyone's gone. They've all been made redundant and had to go and work elsewhere. All the fire service have been made redundant because small child's undercut them. He seems the type, doesn't he? Um, how do the dogs operate the vehicles and heavy machinery? I don't think we've got an answer to that. 
Um, graft. Hard graft. Hard <laughs> graft, that's it. Um, where, does Ryder break, what, does he take poo bags with him when he goes on missions? I think they're fairly well trained. I think if they can I talk, think... they can go in toilets. <laughs> I, I think that's I think that's something uh, that's a lesson for life, isn't it? I suppose you would kind of say that to a toddler. Come on, you can articulate what you want for your lunch. You can shit in there, can't you? Yeah. Uh, why is your rider always wearing the same clothes? I mean, I think that's a uniform. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, what came first, the dogs' names or their jobs? Is it a case of nominative determinism or was Marshall only given his name once it became clear he was handy at fighting fires? So Chase is the police dog. Mm. Marshall is the fire dog. Rubble is the dog that um, does all the construction one. Uh, Rocky does recycling. I don't really know where Rocky comes from for that. Zuma is an aquatic rescue pup. And Sky flies the helicopters. Mm. I I presume the rescue dogs have been cruelly renamed. I think so. I mean, when Rubble turns up, he's already called Rubble. Yeah. There's an episode where that is. Um, Why does Mayor Goodway have chicken in her handbag? I think he's a deputy mayor. Oh, I... But the chicken. The chicken, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, you can have talking dogs. You can have a chicken elected to a high office. Well, I think, I think if you're, I think if you're the mayor, you get to choose your own deputy, don't you? Why not a chicken? Well, why not? Indeed, yeah. I suppose. I, I given a chance, I'd probably choose some kind of fowl. Um, why don't the dogs stop to sniff trees or each other's bums? I think that's a me too issue. If I'm honest. Yeah. I think if it descended into uh, some erotic doggy action, then probably pushes it to too late a slot. Yeah, um, I think that's probably all the questions we haven't answered so far. Um, probably not worth answering anymore on Paw Patrol. No. I find it hugely kind of underwhelming, really. Kind of joyless. It's, it's, just a, it's, a, it's a long, drawn-out toy advert. I think that's the thing, especially in the later series, which you may well end up discovering. They, they, they introduce a new vehicle every second episode, which is essentially go out and buy this toy. Right, okay. They upgrade the vehicles to ultimate rescue vehicles at one point. They get a Paw Patroller, which is just the lookout, but it's a bus. They end up. They have a whole series where they have a Sky Patroller and they all fly, which kind of undermines Sky's USP. Yeah. Um, there's I can't remember. Oh, I think there's there's a there's a sea patrol one where they all get boats, and again, Zuma's fairly cranky about that. Um, yeah, it all gets it's all just a way of selling toys. I mean, but, but at least Transformers, which was exactly the same, mm. was all right. Oh yeah, it had some substance to that. I mean, even the episode where they turn the like the boy in the Transformers got seriously injured, and then they put his brain in that of a like malfunctioning transformer at least there was some point to that story yeah which is don't play god yeah i kind of i think what we've taken from this is that the world outside of cbb's is a is a cold and empty place yeah and we should probably get back to cbb's yeah um we will take other offers but Begrudgingly. Begrudgingly, yeah. I think this was nothing happens outside of CBeebies. There's no plots to unpick. 
Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to apologise to Alan CBeebies for going elsewhere. Yeah, we'll be back in his warm embrace uh, very soon enough. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's it for us then for this week. Uh, we'll be back at some point in a couple of weeks with some more episodes. Get in touch on Twitter at CBeebies Go Home with any suggestions you have. Preferably CBeebies because, as we've discovered in the last two episodes, everything outside of CBeebies is, is utter rubbish. Uh, and which is saying something given the uh, standard of some CBeebies programs. Yes. Um, go back. I think what's, I tell you the big thing that's lagging is just lacking. It's a realist heart. That's probably it. We'll probably let's look at. We should look at Octonauts next, which is essentially the CBB's version of Paw Patrol. Yes, but at, least you, at least you learn about some dolphins. Yes. Um, oh, I'm not convinced that there is a reason for both Octonauts and Gorgias to exist at the same time. But no, we can discuss that next episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for the moment, though, it is goodbye from me and goodbye from James. Bye. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.